Welcome everybody to the Sons of Thunder. And yes, we are video recording this because we had some people complain. Well, one guy complained. Did you know this? That changed everything. One. That's all it takes, folks. All it takes is one guy that complained. Actually, I didn't know this. You didn't? No. One guy complained that the only video that we had recorded of us doing Sons of Thunder was the first one. And just wanted to see these set of case faces. They wanted to see the set of faces. Set of set a of nice. Face. They wanted to see a set of set of case faces. Mm. That's good. That's very good. Something's wrong with that man. Something is wrong. But let me tell you what. So I published Catechids, my kids catechism, available now at Amazon.com. Um, because one guy asked, "Hey, when are you going to publish it so I can give it to my grandkids?" Hmm. I said, well, I guess I guess right now. How old is this guy? He's got grandkids. He's got grandkids. I don't know. He's... Oh, that's sweet. I thought you meant in the future. Is it a grandfather? Oh, oh, he's legitimately a grandfather nice. right now. Yeah, that's nice, good. So listen, I grew my facial hair back out. I I had been For clean now. shaven, and I grew it back out. It'll be gone tomorrow. Um, you're gonna be gone tomorrow, and I don't just mean from my house. It's just like the grass. That withers and very, fades. Very biblical. Very biblical. <laughs> we have to cut back on the banter because we got we got more than one complaint yeah, about, the about the banter. So we've been bantering now for one minute and twenty seconds. Yeah. That's probably that's good. That's enough banter. Good enough. Moving on. We're laughing. We're not that other podcast that does banter. Yeah. So whatever one that is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so today we're talking about what is man what does it mean to be man mm. and already i've triggered everybody because i said man instead of person being woman woman i the should future, actually the say the future is woman. yes that's true female the future the force is female we're not going to be around they won't be around <laughs> they will they will last for the a little future while is robotic uh the future is um metal artificial <laughs> artificially created in a lab like uh like an impossible burger yeah, I don't, I don't know that, dude. Everyone keeps talking about that. All right. Well, actually, what their Impossible Burger is... Is it a concept? Is it like a philosophical concept? Uh, no, it's an actual burger you can get oh, from Burger King. That's stupid, man. But it's made out of vegetables. But what I was referring to just a second ago is that they're making meat that is going to be grown in a Petri dish. And how long will it be before they outlaw cows? Ocasio oh, yeah, gets her sure. way and they're going to outlaw cows. Yeah. And all the meat's going to be grown in Petri. I might, I'll probably go vegan at that point. You want to eat? Uh, I'm not going to eat fake cow. No, I'm not going to eat uh, cow GM, culture. GMO beef culture. Uh, what if it tastes good? That's irrelevant. It comes right in a nice little patty. That's probably. horrible. Peach yeah, the peach shaped. dish shaped. <laughs> I'm going to get like like for the quarter pounder. It's just like a thicker peach yeah, dish. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. That sounds wretched. It's better than cockroaches. You hear about that in China? No, they're growing cockroaches. Everyone's eating China, dude. Dude, China organs. We had to talk about China at some point. Yeah, we should, man. Yeah, we I knew about. I told you about that. Yeah, you broke Mongolia, that story to remember? me. Yes, dude. All right, real quick because we. Do you know that? Well, here one guy complained that we say <coughs> something controversial and then move on. There's a lot of one. Yes. These guys need to get together. Well, listen, they, kind of group. Maybe it's the same guy. It could very well be the same guy. <laughs> is this you? It's just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm when I want to make a change, I complain. Mole set a case. Yeah, yeah. Mole mole set a face. Yeah. Uh, so, but he complained I, that we drop controversial that we, stuff and never talk about, and it. we never talk about it. Okay. And and so what I did was he complained on the actual like Apple Podcast app. Yeah. So what I did was I started changing that and like intentionally going back and like explaining things. Remember yeah. we've been doing this. Yeah. And he actually made changed, my life terrible. It's been well, your life, my life's yeah. great. It's it's a yeah. zero sum game. It's good. Um, where one goes down, the other I know goes what up. Is. Well, you do, but this guy <laughs> no. is gonna complain. No, he's fine. Here's the thing: I changed that and I started explaining. 
things more. And yeah. now he actually changed his rating from like a three to a five. That's a pretty good change. It's a very good change. It's like yeah. a it's a it's a two thirds twenty. All right, let's keep that. Let's keep that. Let's keep that start. rolling. So China's stealing people's organs. China is killing political dissidents yeah. and street kids. Yeah. And harvesting their organs, yeah. probably while they're still alive. Yeah. Well, and I heard about <clears> this because I I went to Mongolia in 2015 with athletes in action wrestling. Yes. And uh, the our guide lived in uh, Russia for a couple of years, and then he lived in Mongolia. And he was talking to some of the locals that he knew in, in Mongolian, kind of Russian mix. Mm -hmm. And he was like all distraught. And he was like, you know, there's no more street kids in Mongolia anymore. In Ulaanbaatar, the, the main... And main... Mongolia is politically part of China, yes? No, no, no. Oh, it's not? No, it's not. Oh, okay. But, so where are all the street kids? Well, what happened, the Mongolians all know this. They said the Mongolian government put them on a train, sent them to China, That's what it was. and they harvest their organs. Yes. It's it's good for Mongolians to not have all these street kids bothering the tourists, right. and it's good for China because they get to harvest these organs. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that's horrible. And I've been saying this for a couple of years. Yeah. It sounds like maniacal, dystopian book. Yeah, it and sounds like a conspiracy theory. popping up all over theory. Facebook now. Well, now it's becoming clear that they are harvesting um, the organs from political right. dissidents. Yeah. Probably while they're still alive. That's what I, I just read something on that. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so you know what? That's actually a perfect segue. What does it mean to be human? Can right. you do that? Why is that wrong? How come we could do that to pigs? Yes. And not people. Well, and I think it was Al Mohler on the briefing recently, which is this great podcast. It's a daily analysis of news and events. From like a from a from a Christian world from a Christian worldview. I say it every morning, every time I listen to from, with him. I just from a Christian worldview. From, from a Christian worldview. Al Mohler, I think, talked about this. How in China they have a materialist perspective. Yeah. Where if you're consistent with a materialist perspective, and everybody who's listening to this who's is a self-professed materialist. This is where your worldview leads. Whether yeah. or not you there currently... There is no soul. There is no ab, uh, transcendent uh, right. value. Yes. All there is is the material world. Right. Matter and energy. Yeah. Just It's just a bunch of stuff. And yep. we take some stuff from here and yes. put it in here. That's right. Just like changing out a car part. That's right. It's yeah. it's um you, you open up a computer and you pull out uh, some... You pull out one of the discs, or what do computers have? We don't, we don't know this stuff. Do they have? Uh, we don't know about that. No. There's some wires in there. There's, you just grab some. Pull out some with well, a microchips. CPU, and you put another CPU in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mainframe. Yeah. <laughs> all my computer knowledge comes from uh, Terminator. No, okay. Like, all mine comes from. There's like a Skynet in there. <laughs> <laughs> all mine comes from reboot the beloved CGI cartoon from 1997. You don't even remember this. Reboot. Reboot. It was a CGI cartoon. It was the very first CGI cartoon. I don't know. I think Gargoyles was the first CGI. That was not even CGI. Remember the the beginning? Oh, did it was they like incorporate a very CGI kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. That Gargoyles. that was good. So, um, but Gargoyles were not human. We're talking about what does it mean to be human? Because there's there's different ways to approach this. We could yeah. talk about what is human nature from a moral perspective. Yeah. Are we basically good? Are we neutral? Are we basically bad? Are yeah. we broken? Are we, um, you know, purely products of society where society yeah. um, imprints identity and value upon us and then moral value is right. bestowed through that? It's like the nature versus nurture. How much does that play in? Exactly. Right? Yeah. So let's talk about really quick. I want to just bring up 
four different views mm. just to sort of whet our appetites. Do it. And then I know you've done some some really good work on this question. We've done some work. You've done well. You've done uh, work. I guess we'll yeah. see if it's yeah. yeah. We don't know yet. Uh, the jury's still. We'll not. see what that one person has to say. <laughs> yeah. If someone complains, we're gonna yeah, have to. Uh, you're gonna have to change your everything. Your, yeah. Yeah. Change my gonna, grade on the paper. Yeah, and change yeah. what it means for you to be human. That's right. Um, to be consistent anyway. So the question of what is man, we think of that as being obvious. Well, I, a, man, a human is a human. Right. It's just, it's what we are. We're, you know, and then whatever you think a human is that you, you just go, well, of course, that's it. Yeah. That's what we're, yeah. we're an evolved ape or yeah. we're, you know, uh, basically a complex machine or we're, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So. There are, in other words, the answer is not as simple as you may think. Mm. So in the materialist worldview, which we just alluded to, we just discussed a little bit, man is a complex machine or an evolved animal, the product of an unguided process of evolution by natural selection over millions of years. Yeah. According to, now we're just going to, we're, we're going across the spectrum of worldviews. We're ripping through in no particular order, but let's go with another M1. Mormonism, mm. and I picked Mormonism because Mormonism is so different. Let's just say it's so unique. Yeah, which mm. is funny to, especially people who are not religious. Like right. Mormonism, Christianity. Mormons well, consider the themselves to be Christian. Right, totally. Well, some of them in public, anyway. Yeah, to me they do. All the they love saying same team. Yeah, that, we're Christians like J, you. Sometimes JWs do too, and I'm thinking like. JW's Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, I would never say that because I think that we differ so much that I think it's too important to say, eh, same team, right? That's right. But that's, that's right. That's a tactic they take. And okay, so so well, Mormon. so then let's talk about yeah, one of those major differences. Let's do it. Mormonism says that man is a spirit child of Elohim, the heavenly father, mm. who himself is an exalted or deified man. Yeah. And one of the fundamental tenets of Mormonism is as man now is, God once was as God now is man may become. Yeah. And Joseph Smith in one of his famous speeches, the King Follett discourse said that you have imagined that God has always been God. I will, I will refute that. I will right? refute yeah. that. And, and we heard, uh, yeah. Jeff Durbin talks yep, about yep, that. Yep. Yeah. An apologist and pastor in Arizona. And he mentions that if you ever watch any of his videos refuting Mormonism, that's what he yep. talks about. And that, that is a very different view from materialism, and we'll see it's a very different view from what the Bible actually teaches. Right. Then you've got Hinduism and New Age, or what we might call Eastern religion. Yeah. And in Eastern religion, or in Hinduism, and I'm painting with kind of a broad brush yeah. because we're talking. There's many different forms of Hinduism. Right. There's and the the New Age is a is a diverse complex of belief right. systems as well. But and so if the pasta sticks to the wall, kind of thing, right? The shoe fits because you could say, well, you know, I I hold to this view of Hinduism. Right. Right. All right. Well, that's not then what we're talking I'm about. I'm not talking here, about right? you here, okay. right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. That's good. Um, if the pasta sticks to the wall, we're Italian, man. We're yeah. Well, you are with that stash. That's right. Yeah. Um, Hinduism. Uh, well, we didn't mean to besmirch any Italians who are watching. If, uh, what's we just got listening? who? Fredo or? <laughs> it's an Italian aspersion. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait that's a minute. That's an Italian aspersion. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. But you just called him Fredo, though, I like because I don't, I forgot his actual whatever name. his name is. Chris uh, Cuomo. Cuomo, yeah, yeah. Chris, yeah. Is yeah, it Chris yeah. Cuomo? Mario yeah. Cuomo's uh, Mario. Mario Cuomo was like the mayor of New York. All the Cuomo's. His brother. Are, his brother is the mayor of New York. His brother is the mayor of New York. But it's not Mario. That's an Italian. Mario is his dad. Mario is a character on. Mario, Mario. is an aspersion, <laughs> and yet that's his dad's He's a walking... actual. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's always like jumping down pipes. He's and, just like, a, yeah. He's, and when he does, it goes pew pew pew. Yeah, totally. I get the reference. All right. <laughs> uh, Mario was a beloved. Don't do that. Let's keep going. Uh, so in in Hinduism, in Hinduism it was a beloved Eastern, video game. In, when yeah, I was a you kid, you can't stop and finish. 80s. Yeah. Um, in in Hinduism, well, we got way off track. Atman, which means man, is Brahman. Brahman is their word for ultimate reality yeah. or the cosmic soul. It's the closest thing that they have to the concept of God. It's like but a, it, yeah, the ultimate, right? Yeah. It's the ultimate. Mm-hmm. It's it's everything. And yeah. that's one of the fundamental realizations in Hinduism is that Atman is Brahman. The self is the universe right. and the universe or the world soul is the self. Mm-hmm. Man is one with the universe, although he may not be aware of this. And New Age thought is similar in that the self is God. In New Age thought, it's a little different, but it's essentially the self is a self-creating yeah. being, a yeah. self-defining being that is ultimately a cosmic right. entity. And which makes sense that it's the New Age, right? So they're they're pulling a little bit from here. They're yes. taking some of our language. Oh, well, God, yes. Atman, Brahman. Okay, and we're right. kind of blending it together. But they very much have their roots in the East. Yeah. In in those, in the Hinduist but Usually uh, Hindu they're religions. Westerners, right? So they have their Typically, kind of concepts. Yes. Right. That, and our language. Right. And, but they're filling in the, yeah, the content. Yes. yes, absolutely right. And then one more. Let's talk about postmodernism or postmodernity and intersectionality. Now, this is the newest kid on the block, hmm. and a lot of this is still in flux, but here's some information, and I, I got a lot of this from a guy named Neil Shenvey. Hmm. You know who that no, is? I haven't heard of that. Neil okay. Shenvey is an apologist. Um, he writes a lot about uh, about like uh, woke ideology yeah. and uh, intersectionality, okay. critical theory, critical yeah. race theory, critical feminism, stuff like that. Yeah. So... According to that school of thought, and again, there's there's various views within. Okay, there's various views on. Are we are we very far modern? Are we very like you know like what do they say? Uh, Is postmodern postmodernity even right? right. But what do they say? We're we're late. It's very late modern. Late, yes, sure. But here's here's the idea: man's nature is debated, but it's generally seen as being without any objective definition or essential nature. They are non-essentialists, and a postmodernist would likely object to the use of to my use of man to describe yeah. humanity. That's yeah. kind of why I use it. Just Z-manity. To, yeah. Zer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah, Zermanity. That's offensive. Um Neil Neil Shenvey, so is your face. Neil Shenvey says, as a non-theistic worldview, critical theory believes that our identity is not primarily found in our vertical relationship to God, but in our horizontal relationships to other people and other groups on this view individuals define themselves yeah. and relate to one another and society according to an intersecting network of subgroups each with various levels of privilege and oppression right and that's what you see i mean i know you're not big on twitter i spend a lot of time on twitter and yeah intersectionality you, right yes. they're, they're and, intersecting all these different yes groups and patterns and, and hierarchies and and various groups oppress other groups and right. And it's by virtue of your oppressor or oppressed status, that's what gives you your identity. But you right. don't have an essential identity as a human being. Yeah. So we've looked at four different views. There are countless other views out there. But what does the Bible actually teach about what it means to be a human being? Now, yeah. we've, we've talked about these things because it's important for Christians to know what 
the alternatives are, right. but it's really important to know what the authentic view is too. And we, as Christians, of course, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Right. So help us out here, Perk. What, what is yeah. the biblical yeah. teaching? Well, so um, the biblical teaching is that we are made in the image of God, uh, in a Latin, imago Dei, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's a really easy thing to say. It's not as easy to like explicate. Like, what does that mean? Image of God. Does it mean that God has hands and straight up? A lot of people think that. No. All like I talk on campus all the time, and they're like, "Yeah, like we're made in His image." I'm like, "Yeah, what does that mean?" And like, well, he's got like that beard. And no. Stuff, and like, God's spirit, man. And you like, talk well, to so college like, students, and they say all this? the time, all the time, dude. I I th- I didn't know. Like, what does that mean? Sure. You know, and it's, you think of okay, so he's a white blob, then, right? Like God's like this amorphous, like. Well, no, that's not it either. Like, that's why we don't make images of him. That's right. why we like, he says, don't do that. I'm not like you in that way. Right. Yeah. 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 So how are we like God? How do we image God? Um, and I wrote a paper on this, uh, for Van Hoos a couple last year, maybe Van Hoos, Van Hoos. He's the who's, he's the who's who. Of, <laughs> he could watch this. Dude. I hope he does. I love that guy. He you can't knows. call him Van Hoos or the who's he's the who's who he's a, <laughs> This isn't a Dr. Seuss If he book. was here, I'd say Dr. Van Hooser, of course. But he could be here. I don't know if he's going to listen. In, if he, I'm going to send this to him. He knows. I'm going to go go to minute, yeah. whatever minute this is. <laughs> yeah. So right. anyways, um, what we want to avoid as Christians is a positive feedback loop. Okay, go on. What does that mean? What we want to avoid here on this podcast is a positive feedback loop as well. You know, do you know what pos- you know what that is? I know what that is. So it's it's when a microphone. I, maybe I don't know what it is. It's when a microphone goes behind the other one and picks it up. Oh, right? I didn't know that. And it like magnifies it, and that's oh. when you hear that. Eh, okay. Like you know, two, someone's got like a this mic, and they go over here and yeah. it screeches. Yeah. It's like a positive feedback loop. Um, Jordan Peterson, I I took that from him because that's a sweet idea. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to define yourself by yourself, mm-hmm. right? You're in this like loop where like you have no you have no referent point no reference right you know who talks a lot about that hmm. francis schaefer you know why he talks about that why because van til van til talks about having a reference point yes oh proximate and ultimate reference point, yes that's right? right yes yeah and, and that's why I, that's why i used in my paper okay proximate and ultimate right so the idea is if a human is using him or herself yeah. as the reference point. That's that's just a point floating out in space. Dude, that's Nietzsche. That's what Nietzsche was talking about. Right. Nietzsche. Right. Right? We're, we're, are we not falling down, up, backwards all at the same time? Mm. We have no reference anymore. Right. Who gave us the right to wipe out the sunset? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Erase uh, the, yeah, God the is sponge dead. that erases the horizon. Right. We're falling constantly left, right, everywhere. Yeah. Without a reference point, it's like imagine you fall into deep water in night i'm just making yeah. this up as we go and you, wait, 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 be more joe rogan about this what's the uh deprivation tank or whatever right does he talk about that yeah i don't listen to all that joe that much joe yeah, rogan. yeah it's like you know what a deprivation i don't like is? the f-bombs i yeah, there's yeah. jokes there but i can't that's yeah, fine so uh <laughs> so so you you're fall into this depri- a, yeah yeah you fall into yeah. the deprivation tank and you know, you go if you go deep enough under the water, you don't know which way is up. Yeah, and you need some kind of reference point. Well, and in, in these tanks, you're fl- it's salt water. You're floating. 
too, right? Sure, man. Well, you have no Taking idea. Way that's, too far. that's the whole point. Is oh, you don't is that know. Right? You can't. Oh, feel right, anything. right. You're like it's lukewarm or whatever. Okay. Same body temp as you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then you start tripping because you have no idea what's right. going on. That's right. Yeah. And you don't know which way's up, which way's out, which right. way's in. Right. And if you only were to turn to yourself, that wouldn't give you any clues about yeah. the external situation in which you find yourself. Right. Right. And you wouldn't know where you start right. and where the external world begins right uh, where you end and the external world be yeah begins yeah so you cannot be your ultimate reference point right and so bantel uses an analogy of a of a diving board and he says um okay in a sense we have to start with ourselves mm-hmm. and that we're, we look down we're in the tip of a diving board mm-hmm. right and so that's where we're starting from like a temporal aspect but we know that that's not the logical starting point mm. like the the diving board has to be grounded to something, mm. right? And that's the ultimate starting point. Okay. And so as humans, you say, well, it's impossible to get to not start with ourselves. Well, okay, temporally, we start with ourselves, right. but that's not the logical end, right? We are the, the um, proximate mm. uh, starting point. Proximate meaning near. Near, here. Okay, right? Yes. So there's something to that, but it's when you make yourself the proximate and the ultimate starting mm-hmm, point, mm-hmm. that's when you you get this positive feedback. Mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm, falling mm-hmm. left and right all over the place. Yeah. You're starting with yourself and just ending with yourself. Right. And that's a circle that as it goes around becomes tighter right. and tighter and vanishes into right. an infinitesimally small right. point. Right. And you end up losing any identity of who you are yeah. at all. And I, I think it's straight up not workable. Right. Like you're born in a family. You're born in a culture. Like mm. all sorts of things that press in on you, who you are. Um all sorts of stuff like mm-hmm, that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that intersectionality, you, you want no quarter for them, right? But like, they're right on the fact that you do have all these different things pressing in on you. Sure, right? And we're they, relational they beings. Mark, yeah, they mark your identity. We're and, societal, yeah, sure. we're cultural. So so the important thing for a Christian is to say, we want to acknowledge both, right? This is what John Calvin talks about when mm. he talks about the knowledge of self and the knowledge of God. And he's right. like, which one comes first? Well, right. they're so interrelated because you are an image of God, right? Right? Um, and yeah, he says he doesn't know which one comes first. Right. Yeah. In yeah. the institutes. So mm-hmm. um, all that to say is we do need to affirm that, yeah, we do need to look at ourselves, but we don't stop with ourselves, right? We don't, we're not the ultimate grounding of our, of our being. We're not the ultimate grounding of our identity, right? Mm-hmm. So we, as Christians, define ourselves by what God says of us, right? We are image bearers of God. Okay. So we've established that we're Mago Day. Yeah. What does that mean? Right. So here I take a triperspectival approach, and uh, triperspectivalism is an approach to all of reality and all of knowledge and all of ethic, everything mm-hmm. that uh, is proposed by John Frame and Vern Poitras. I think have we talked about this in the? I don't think so, but people okay. listening probably haven't heard this before. So yeah, I'm a triperspectivalist. Yeah, would you consider yourself? I would consider myself yeah. one. Objectively, I am one, and other people would say this say that I am. The object. Okay, that's good. Okay, so um, that was triperspectival for those who didn't catch that. Yeah, so it's a threefold way of looking at the world. Yeah, and the, the three the threefold um, perspectives. There's mm-hmm. three perspectives: mm-hmm. the normative, the situational, and the mm-hmm. existential. The normative is the norm, the guiding principle, the more abstract, the uh, the the norm. It's the way things are supposed to be. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's what a norm is, mm-hmm. right? And then there's situational, which is the norms. Um, uh, played out in time and space, mm-hmm. right? And then the existential is what you toss everything else into when you don't know where it fits. <laughs> yeah, but probably in the existential, right? Yeah, but that's the more personal, yeah. right? The more personal perspective. That's right, because 
because you've got the way things are supposed to be, so these laws. You've right. got the way the world actually is, yep. and then you've got my my own internalization yeah. of that experience. Yeah. I like to use uh, volleyball for this example, okay. beach volleyball, hmm. because I work with athletes all the time, so I'm always explaining this to them, because oh, yeah. uh, anyone who will listen, I'll talk to them about it. Yeah. So, okay, so like beach volleyball, there's rules to beach volleyball. Mm -hmm. There's norms. If you are playing on a like grass court, it's not beach volleyball, mm. right? There's that, part of it is being on the beach or being on sand. Yeah. Right. There's certain rules about hits, how many you can do. Yeah. Right. Which parts of the body you can use to hit it. Okay. So there's norms. There's uh, games of volleyball. Mm. There's the norms applied in different uh, in time and space. Yes. You can play it on the North Shore. You could play it in Florida. You could play it. Uh, in Brazil, sure. right? Okay, so yeah. you can you can apply those norms in different places. Good. And then there are persons. There are volleyball players. Mm. There's the existential component. Without persons playing volleyball, you don't get volleyball. It's not it's not volleyball, right? right. Sure. So you need people to yeah. play games by the norms, mm -hmm. right? And so that's just an easy way to look at. Yeah, that's a good. Tri-perspectival approach to volleyball. That's great. Okay. Yeah. So uh, when we bring this back to uh, the view of to fleshing out the nature of the Imago Dei, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Uh, I like to take Calvin's approach um, to Christ. Calvin talks, and this isn't original to Calvin, but he made it popular. Okay. Um, Christ is prophet, priest, and king. Yeah. Right? So king is situational. He rules over created order. Over a realm. Yeah. A king is the lord of a realm. Right. He has a, the universe he has is his realm. control in a particular realm. Right. To execute justice. So he's king. He is prophet mm -hmm. which means that he uh, speaks truth he speaks god's truth right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um what he says so, goes. which is normative it's authoritative yeah and he, yeah it's doesn't get any more normative than god yeah right um so he's a prophet pre oh and priest right so he's the priest who uh we don't know where it fits so we stuff it in that no. <laughs> but that's like priest is like an intimate um mediator between god and man yeah a priest is the one who who the, in the in the Old Testament, mm. the priest was the one who would mediate the experience by which an individual would deal with their shortcomings, their failings, yeah. their sins, yeah. and would, by virtue of the sacrifice, restore them experientially and uh, like you might say positionally or spiritually. Into a right relationship with God and socially at that time, right? Well, that's in, in true. Israel, right? You sure if you were unclean, you couldn't touch people, that's you right. couldn't come to. That's right. And so, service. so there's a there's a, a restoration of a person's identity. Yeah. that the priest very is very personal, very right? personal, right? Yeah. So, so um, taking that approach, that's Calvin's view of Christ. Mm -hmm. um, Christ is the ultimate man, mm -hmm. right? He's truly God and he's truly man. He came to live the perfect life of a human what mm. we should have done okay so i think we can take that those those three offices and apply them to fleshing out the imago day right and i want to use some stipulative language here i want to pull from some other theologians that i like yeah and and use those three categories to come up with our own here let's do it that hopefully are biblical right yeah so uh in my paper i i said that man as image of god is to be a reinterpreter Right, and that doesn't mean we we grab God's words and we write over them. Right, it means like He gave us His norms, and we interpret reality based on that. We reinterpret it. We think God's thoughts after Him. Mm. Right, we're called to have our minds transformed. Um, we're called to think His thoughts. We're called. We're we're told that the beginning of knowledge itself is the fear of the Lord. Right, 
right? So if we want to know stuff in his realm, mm. we have to acknowledge him. You know, that's really interesting because even Jesus said, uh, I don't do anything on my own account, but I right. only do, I only say what the Father yeah, I only says. Speak. Yeah, yeah. I only speak what the Father tells me to speak and I only do what he says. Right. And if Christ is the ultimate man, uh, you know, how much more so are we supposed to emulate him? Right. And then you've got uh, the Apostle Paul who says, imitate me yeah. as I imitate, imitate Christ. Christ. So right. there's this there's this um, reinterpreting. You've got God the Father reinterpreted by Christ. And it's important, I think, to note too. Yeah. there's That reinterpretation is not a changing. Right, exactly. Right? But it's, it's re... It's not... Yeah, it's re in that... It's been interpreted. God mm. has interpreted reality, yeah. and He's told us about it. Yeah. And we we do that and think our thoughts after Him. Yeah. So, so when we write yeah. novels, when we yeah. write, uh, Van, Dr. Van Hooser talks about a discipled imagination. Mm. Yeah. Lewis talks about this, right? Yeah. So even in our imagination, in our musing, we're we're thinking through biblical categories. Yes. We're seeing the world. We're seeing other human beings. Yes. Through a biblical lens, we're we're repeating back to God what He's already said, right, and to each other. That's right? good. Yes. Yeah. Right. So so we're reinterpreters, and I took that um, from Van Til. Okay. So that's kind of a Van Tilian perspective. Um, the the problem that people run into is when they isolate one of these perspectives. Well, right? what are the let's, what are the let's other finish two? the other two, and then yeah. we can go into some problems. Okay, good. So reinter uh, reinterpreter sub creator. Okay. Yeah. Are you familiar with this language at all? From you, yeah. Okay, so um, it sounded like you said from Jung. From Jung? Yes, Carl Jung. <laughs> yes, Carl Jung uh, talks about the archetypes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so this one I get from Tolkien. Okay. How do you pronounce that? Do you say Tolkien or do you say Tolkien? I, I say Tolkien. Tolkien. But that's because I want to sound fancy. Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah. I grew up saying Tolkien. <laughs> Me too. Uh, that's, that sounds like... Uh, Street Fighter. Yes. Tolkien? No, 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 no. Like you're thinking of uh Harukin? Zenkif. No, what's the guy's name? The guy who the guy, with the, the, who's the guy with the claws. I don't know. I always use the samurai guy. But that was that wasn't uh Street Tolkien. Fighter. Who's the guy with the Veng Veng Venga? Know, That's eighties. Venga? Venga sounds familiar actually. Vega. Venga. Vega was someone else. Okay, so um um Tolkien talks about uh, mythopoesis, like the writing of myths, the creating of myths, right? Yes. And so Tolkien, Tolkien, Tolkien talks about um, what he likes. What what makes his work so good is that he's a sub-creator. He's creating these worlds, and they're so complete. Yeah. Like when you go in there, everything you touch when you're reading his book, you kick a piece of dust. You kick some dust, and that was someone's remains from ancient centuries yes, when they fought a yes, dragon, right? Yes. Everything has history, and and it's a full world. Yes. And so, Tolkien talks about how we are creators under the Creator. Yes. We're sub-creators in that. Hey, you and I never create anything. Uh, um, we don't create anything ex, ex exactly. Ex right. And so that's what he's saying. Out so of nothing. Like uh, to be a creator is to create ex nihilo. Like to create. But we take what's already been created and we shape it. And we yes. mold it. Right. We reinterpret. Yeah. Absolutely. And so we we see this in Genesis, the the first call to the human beings. Yeah. Our, our role as God put on us. Mm -hmm. Right. He said, "Go and multiply, be fruitful and multiply, yeah. and cultivate the earth." Uh, yeah, and and exercise dominion over the animals yeah. and stuff. Were oh, okay, so and, I know. And our our first our father's first job mm -hmm. was taxonomy. 
go name the animals. Sure. Wasn't create the animals. Right. But yeah, you create a name for them. You're a sub creator. Reinterpret. Right? I've what made is this these. One? What's this one? What's this? I've made these. Well, you know what's really cool too? Mm -hmm. We know that God names his creation too. He says He names he, all the stars. He calls the stars by name. Yeah. So God's named the stars. And now he tells Adam, now you name the animals. Yeah. It's not a one-to-one -one parallel there, but sure. we're doing something that is God-like. Right. We're his we're imaging God in that sense. That's right. right. Yes. So we image him in our thoughts yes. and we image him in our, our actions. Right. Right. We are sub-creators. We are we are called to create things as he creates. Right? Like like him. L sure. Not yes. out of you know nothing. Yes. Okay. So we're we're reinterpreters, we are sub-creators, and we are emulative lovers. And I had a hard time coming up with this one because it's kind of a mouthful. Yeah. But it, all it means is that we love because he loved, right? This is a biblical principle. Yes. He loved us first. We love him back. We love he, because he he first loved exactly. us. Exactly. Yes. You're looking up the characters. Yeah. Well. Is that him? Guile. There's nobody named anything remotely close to Tolkien. I'm just saying it sounds like a Japanese kind of. Vega is the guy. If we the... say it, Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You win. Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zingy versus Tolkien. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So we're emulative lovers, right? Um, we are called to emulate God's love back to him mm -hmm. and back to all of created mm. or his created order. Yeah. Um, we are made from love, right? We're made yeah. because of love, in love, like a Trinitarian God. The father who's always loved the son, who's always loved the spirit, who's always mm -hmm. loved the mm -hmm. father, right? That's the kind of God who created this universe yes. out of love, for love, for his glory, right? Yes. It's like the gift from the Father to the Son through mm -hmm. the Spirit, right? So that's the kind of God who created this universe, and he created us to image him in our love. So we are we are um, reinterpreters, we are sub-creators, and we are emulative lovers. And mm -hmm. I think this hits on the three major components of human nature. And we see this in various perspectives. Um People want to ultimatize one of these perspectives. They want to take one of them and run with it right. to the neglect of the others. Right. Aristotle says we are the rational animal, hmm. right? And he's not wrong, but we're not just a rational animal. Right. Right? I like uh, the animal language. You don't uh, like that. No. I love it. No. Because here's the thing. Creatures. Well, creatures. well, we are creatures, right? But we're not uh, beasts. No, but why not? Because God said, I'm going to breathe into this one mm -hmm. and I'm going to make him my image bearer. Yes. I think he could have done that with a dolphin. No. And then that would be it. Well, if he wanted to make a dolphin his image bearer. Uh, I don't like playing have... the what if games. Why? Well, okay. because God did what he did because that's who God Why? is. But he didn't have to do that. No, he didn't have to. But to say, I mean, God is perfectly free in his being, but he always does what he wishes to do. Sure. And his wishes and, and his affections. All I'm saying is if he had nature. wished to make a dolphin his image bearer and they live in the water and we're he uh, make you know just no. an ape or it doesn't create us no that would have worked just fine I don't he could have made us live in the water dude I wouldn't even speculate I wouldn't even speculate all I'm saying is uh, no well we're not like an emanation from him we're not we're not necessary beings he could have chosen right I he would made say, us the way he wanted to I would it. say yes but there's nothing intrinsically essential sure that's what I'm saying in ourselves that we I'm are saying. but again that's because because we're not the ultimate reference point but right. God is well, I wouldn't even say we could speculate beyond that and go well God could have breathed into dolphins and made dolphins in his image no because then dolphins wouldn't be dolphins dolphins would be men yeah but they, but they would still have flippers, right? Because I don't it, think it's so. not this. No. This isn't what makes you human. No, yes, but but what we do with our hands in this world, a dolphin can't do with its flippers. A dolphin can't build a city. 
How's a dolphin going to build a city? Sure. Or, or, or! <laughs> flapping around. You're just to... thinking of him as a dolphin currently and not as a image bearer squeak, dolphin. Squeak, squeak, squeak! The sand and the, and the, the ocean trying. floor is just constantly <laughs> dissipating back into the water. Yeah, and yeah no, that's good. Okay, that's a horrible, so... so um, horrible idea. All right, let's get back to the problems. Uh, Aristotle, right? There, there's a lot of philosophers who want to focus on the the cognitive abilities. Yes, right, right. right. There's there's other people who want to focus on our uh, ability to choose, to will, mm -hmm. the will to power. Yes. The um the existential or that's Nietzsche, right? Mm -hmm. The will to power. The existentialists that uh, uh, being. Oh shoot! What's their what's their expression? Uh, so, what being is becoming? No, no, no. It's um the existentialists like to say that essence precedes oh. existence essence essence no no existence precedes, precedes essence. essence is that it is that yes it? yeah i think so existence Paul because Maxwell they're could tell because us. they're yeah because they're existentialists right. they're right so existence yes. is first yes. and your essence comes after because you're choosing your essence yeah right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right what you do right. you what you do defines you yeah right you, it's we've not heard just it. who i am on the inside but what i do is that batman that defines don't me don't bring batman into this that's a good line i know but you're making him an existentialist you're he showing said that. it. But all right. He said don't it. Do, don't do that. Okay. Um, so the first, uh, the people who want to focus on the conceptual idea, that's, um, you know, it's what you think mm -hmm. that, that you are. It's your, it's your it's, mental, right? intellectual capability. There's, there's great lines about that too. Hey, you're not what you think you are, but what you think you are. Oh, okay. You never, never heard, heard that. that. No. Dr. Carson said that. Dr. Carson said that. Pretty good. Do you see? Do you see? Well, he's going to watch that too. Him and him and Doctor and the Who's are going to watch this, and the they're going to be so upset. Okay, so Carson and the Who's. Okay, so um, I have this, deep respect for both of those men. If as they ever if watch I this, don't, like, well, I do. Okay, so um, the third one is man. We we know this one pretty well. It's like the squishy feely. Like you, it's it's all about how you feel. It's mm. all about like how you look. And there's some good stuff in there too. You know, you can find this in Aristotle as well. What would the existentialist say that, well, no, flesh that out. What do the you mean? The existentialists it's all... or the, the lovey ones? I'm, uh, I'm going on to the third perspective. Okay, here. okay, okay. The lovey ones. This would be like the romantics who responded to the rationalists, who responded okay. to the okay. empirical, you know, they wait, wanted wait, 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 wait. The existentialists are the squishy ones. The existentialists are the will. They they emphasize oh, the will. Okay, okay. Right? So some okay. emphasize the mind, some yeah. emphasize the will. All right. Some emphasize the affection. I see. So so it's so the the, the more rationalist, what was the the intellectualists or whatever? What's the name for them? Yeah, uh, the uh, primacy of the intellect. That, the, yeah. the folks who the folks who put the intellect The rational, you can call them rationalists. Rationalists. Um it's it's man's Cognitive capabilities yeah. that makes him right. human. Let's go rationalists <clears throat> in that sense. You can yeah. be an empiricist rationalist in this sense, right? Okay, sure. Because sure. we're saying the, the mm -hmm. mind. It's the mind. Then we'll go with volitionalists. Uh, sure, because it's uh, volition meaning the will. Yeah. It's it's and and actually interestingly, well, no, I won't even go there. All right. And um, then there's like the affectionateists. Right. Or, right. Well, the romanticists. Sure. Oh, romantics. I like romantics. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The romantics. The romantics are, are what I feel defines me. Yeah. So it's what I what I and the think defines me. Right. Uh, it's what I do defines me, and then it's what I, how I feel defines right. me. And we and we use these phrases all the time. We say yeah. like, "You are what you love." Yes. Right. Or right. you are what you do. Yeah. Or what you think well, you, are you are. What you are. Think. Right. Yeah. 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 So your thoughts become your actions, and your actions become your right. character. Yeah. And what you yeah. do in this life echoes in eternity. Yeah. 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 Right. It's deep. Um, they're all right, but they're all wrong right. if they do that to the if they ultimatize one because these three perspectives are equally ultimate. Yes. There are three perspectives. Love this. Right? This yes. is triperspectivalism. You don't get one without the others. Right. 
and we are this unified whole, right? Yes. So in imaging yes. God, it's important not to focus on one to the detriment right. of the other. Okay, now, let me bring frame back into this discussion frame. again, okay? Because I'm holding this book. This is We Are All Philosophers. Have you read this yet? I haven't read it. Okay. I have, have I read it? I have it. <laughs> but no, I have not read it. That's from The Office. Oh, is that right? Okay. Um, so, I just finished this book. And it actually took me longer than I thought. Because it's that's the problem. That's why it's hard to start on. Because even though he writes really clearly and easy, it's like, that's good, that's good, that's good, yeah. that's good. Yes. Well, right. And I always, whenever I read a book, I, I make my... They can't. It's too white. I make my... Um, you can see that. My table of contents there in the... Uh, in the front. I hope I didn't write anything bad in there. Like I just showed no, everybody. Well, it's in cursive so no one can read it. Oh, that's true. Well, no one in no one your age. No one important. Very uh, romanticist. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I feel I'm important. Yeah. I, therefore, I am. Um, I'm assuming that there's no other reason why you would think. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we'll edit that out in post-production. Mm. So the thing about this book, Frame talks about how for generations and millennia philosophers have tried to root out what is the fundamental particle or fact of reality yeah and there's all these different schools of thought we don't have to get into them now because it's it's about the one and the many uh kind of it's more like what is creation what is the universe fundamentally that's the one of the many problem, right? Uh, yeah, is yes. It, it, that's is related to it. One or is yes. everything sure? Many? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, uh, yes. You, yeah. It's it's not identical to the one of the many problem, but it's it's uh, inextricable from it. Yeah, it's bound up with it. Yeah, the one of the many or the uh, or the problem of unity and diversity. Yeah, yeah, sure. We live in a universe, right? We yeah. acknowledge that when we say it. Yeah, and what yeah. frame what frame essentially says is there's a reason why no one's been able to answer this question. Yes, yeah, and, and, and you, you know, thousands of years ago, everybody thought that the universe was atoms we didn't uh, they didn't know what an atom was but yeah. the word atom right means the, the atomists yes yeah. and the word atom means unchoppable mm-hmm. it's the smallest particle of anything right. you can't chop it up yeah. well then we've now know we now know that there are particles that are smaller than atoms right and now everybody thinks you know string theory says that the universe is nothing but vibrating Super strings. strings yeah and but then frame with a twinkle in his eye asks and what are the strings made of? Yeah. And it's such an obvious question. Right. But what he, what Frame says in this book is, people are going to be asking this question forever, and they're never going to have an answer because there is no particle that is ultimately consti- con- constitutive of what this world is made of. Yeah. There is no ultimately yeah. fundamental particle. That'll just rock your mind too. Yeah. Because you're like, well, no. Except for you, this you can one. you can always go smaller. Right, you right. can always go more fundamental. You can always chop it in a half. You can always chop it. Yeah. And and you find out you know matter if you get down to the nucleus of the atom. There's energy. That's energy. But right, what is right. the energy? Right. And so when it comes to humanity, we look at these three different perspectives. And I know I'm I'm, I'm going long winded here, but yeah. these three different perspectives. And you want to say, well, well, well. You know, is it, is it the mind? Well, no, not exactly. Is it the will? No, because right. there's the mind too. And you know, is it is it my my feelings? What we now in modern terms call the heart. Well, that's very important, but that's not my self concept. Is not the right. only thing there is. And so there is. It it just becomes this cycle 
with again with no reference point right because the feelings in and of themselves have no reference point yeah the mind and the will have no ultimate reference point yeah and so none of them is a sturdy enough hook to hang all of human nature or human existence yeah. on there is no fundamental right uh one perspective by which we have to look through right. humanity, which right. we have to well, bring in and, but the, why and that's, that is. And that's why we run into this problem of unity and diversity of the one and many. Yes. Because we worship a God, we've been made by a God mm-hmm. who isn't fundamentally one Boom. or just fundamentally three. He's right. one God in three right. persons. Right. right. And it's like, well, that's kind of hard to, to grasp. And you could say, well, yeah, it's he's one person, one, es- uh, one essence, three persons. Yes. Right. But yes. I don't want to go into Van Til's thing and, and yeah, yeah, right. right. But Van, for, Van, for those right. of you who know Van Til, he's okay with there being a contradiction, later. a seeming contradiction. Sure, it's a, a Christian paradox, right? Um, yeah. With a, if any Clarkins are hearing this, they're gonna freak out. But that's, that's all right. right. That's all right. So um, Clarkins don't watch. Podcasts. But but the problem the problem is, hey, look, we would expect to find this problem of unity and diversity. Right. The the monists who think everything is one mm-hmm. versus the atomists who think everything is many. Right. We expect to find that. In people who don't worship a God who is triune, okay, who's one in many. We really gotta like let's pause here, yeah, because some people's heads are spinning right now. Sure, let's just really make this abundantly clear. Yeah, there is no one component of a person, of a man, a human, that is more fundamental than the other components. Right. When we're looking at these three components of the mind, the right. will, right. and the emotions. Right. And and we know this practically speaking when you emphasize one. Yes. You emphasize your mind to the detriment of your your volition yes. and your emo- like first of all, yes. you can't quite do it, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't think they're they're inseparable. Right. But you see the, the how things go wrong. Yeah. You your life gets completely out of balance. Yeah. This is why these you know, you see these movements in art. Mm. And you see these movements in architecture and you see where there's the romantic movement in art. There's the Baroque movement in art. There's the yeah. classicalist movement in art. And I don't, I, I guess I just go to art because I've somewhat studied Western civilization and it's very clear. You can look at paintings from different eras yeah. and you can see they're emphasizing the emotions here sure. to the extent that that doesn't even look like a person Yeah. or or, or it just doesn't look realistic. Right. And then you've got, you know, well, this painting, the artist is is purely conveying uh, his own subjective definition of what it means to be a person. And that doesn't look like a person, but in a yeah. different way than the other one. And then this yeah. one is so hyper-realistic that it's practically a photograph. Yeah. All that to say, we go through these different movements and you can watch the cycle going around and around of yeah. people trying to ultimatize one of these right. perspectives. Right. And and ultimately that's because we're not living <coughs> up to what we're made to do. We're made to image God, who's a trinitarian God, who uh in in making in in creation each person of the trinity is taken on a different role, yes. right? And it's I think it's from these roles that we can see um our our roles, right? We can see as a uh, uh we're we're subcreators, that we are reinterpreters, that we are emulative lovers, right? Like um, so it's a it's a Trinitarian view, uh, and we we got there via Christ's offices, mm. right? But we see like this pattern. <clears throat> why I'm a triperspectivalist because you see this pattern all throughout reality, and it's in denying. <clears throat> you know, this is interesting to talk about as well. Um, a lot of good, solid theologians will uh, 
we'll say with Aquinas, not that he isn't a good solid theologian, but um, we'll say with Aquinas that, hey, you know what? Um, we can know from nature that God is one, but we need to know from Revelation that he's three, right? But what you and I have talked about, and I'm not sure if Frame has or not. He, he probably has. But what um, what's interesting about Romans 1 is that he talks about God's nature being revealed in creation through the things he's made. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he's he, we talk about um, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived in everything that's been created. Dude, I am I know you've been studying through Romans one. Mm. Our church is going through Romans one. Yeah. I'm memorizing Romans one right now. Nice. And just this morning I exegeted Romans one, eighteen through twenty three, which was last week's sermon, at least at our our location. Yeah. And it is it is right there in the text that God has made plain His eternal power mm-hmm. and His divinity, His yeah. His divine nature. What right. he, His uh, the King James says Godhead. Oh yeah. What He is, what He is like. Yeah. Well, He is triune. Right. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. That we we think of the Trinity as being this obscure doctrine that's like this right. boondoggle that's stapled on right. to our Bibles. We don't really know what to do with it. Right. And and this is why nobody knows how to answer that question. And every, so many people get this wrong. Do Muslims worship the same God as Christians? Mm. N- but absolutely not. No. By definition, no. They no. don't believe in a Trinitarian God. They don't believe. Right. Even though Allah has some qualities that a right. like and, Allah and, can't and have. And another thing is that um, Christians in Muslim countries who speak uh, Arabic. Arabic, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll, they'll say Allah for God. Yeah. Right? And so people are like, oh, are they just saying the same thing? And it's like, oh, look, it's a word. Right. What's the content there? Right. The content is not like, yeah, we, we all believe fundamentally in one God, right. but we have a different kind of view of... No, no. Fundamentally, he's one God right. and he's three persons. That's that's fundamentally who God is. The true God right. is one in And three. we see that in denying that, we get this problem of the one in many. Yeah. We get all sorts of different... And I'm not saying... That you will look out at creation and say, you know what, God's a trinity, right? Like we we suppress the truth in our righteousness, which is right after the part about his nature being revealed mm-hmm. in creation, right? Well, we suppress that truth in unrighteousness. Well, the suppression is first, and then he explains what that we're suppressing. Clearly pres- yeah. You exegeted it this morning. So yeah. That's good. Well, it's, I'm glad you got that's that. That's why I know it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so... Right, so I'm not saying we're we're just going to do straight natural theology and figure this out. No, you're not going to get to the truth about God from just studying nature, right? Because we're dummies, we're sinful right. dummies, right? That was what we need. But the when Bible. He reveals it to us, man, it's everywhere. It's yes. everywhere. And I'm not talking again. I'm not talking about models of the Trinity with the egg or uh, no. ice water. No, and, we're not talking you know, about the, metaphors the that don't point, hold up. What's that? You know what it's called? Like up in the atmosphere, where um, H2O is. Uh, all at once, oh, the triple no. point is a triple point. Never heard. Dude, of it's it. kind of interesting. Actually, really? but I don't want to get into it because I don't like the people. All right. So the point is that there's all these different. Me- I do want to know about that. Triple there's point. all these different metaphors, and that's not what we're talking about. No, no. We're no. talking about when you look at creation, there is a multiplicity to everything, right? And oftentimes it's three. Yeah, right. There's three right ways of looking at like something. Even our speech right now has content. It has um, mm-hmm. it has a medium. Right, yeah. it's like our our words, mm-hmm. air going mm-hmm. over our vocal cords. The content is the semantics of what we're saying. Yeah, um, and it has grammar. Yeah, right. And we we talk about Christ as the divine word. Well, and 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 also don't add another. 
You're talking. No, 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 you're talking. Okay. Then there's the air, and then there's my eardrums. There's the oh, you know what? Uh, there's 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 more triads with when it comes to speech. Sure. Yeah, and that's something. If you study frame at all, you'll see there's like this never-ending scale of triads right mm-hmm, there's like the existential mm-hmm. perspective yeah and you zoom in on that and there's a normative existential existential right, right, right. situation and so that's been a critique of frame actually but all I, right I so find it a, a very powerful one as we're wrapping this up yeah to be human yeah is to image god and you're saying that to image god is to exemplify these, yeah, these it's to three be, attributes it's to it's to be fully walking in in rational volitional uh uh and uh not i want to say emotional rational volitional affectionate okay right but yeah. the reason i did the stipulated definitions the reason i gave it wrong because i want to um explicitly tie it to god we have to mm. so we're not getting in this positive feedback loop <clears throat> so yes we can have ourselves as approximate starting point but god is our ultimate starting point yeah. so we are not uh interpreters we don't put our interpretation on reality mm-hmm. we are reinterpreters yeah we don't define we're reinterpreters yeah we he, it's been defined for us we yeah. think through his categories yeah we, we discover are, it we discover exactly we don't create ourselves right we're not subcreators. we're not existentialists right we're recreators That's we're right. subcreators. sorry we're subcreators. yes we create under the great creator <clears throat> Right, and we do according to his norms, mm-hmm. and we're emulative lovers. We're we're not free to just love anything, mm-hmm. and this way, and we love a dog as we love a woman. No, we're we're emulated. We emulate his love. That's good, and we do it by his norms, mm-hmm. and we do it. You know, when we try to conform our will and our affections to the things that he's told us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we see the perspectives all presupposing each other as equally ultimate. Yes, and what happens then is when you view them all in the context of being an image bearer of God, with God as the ultimate reference point, right. you're no longer doomed to spin around in an endless cycle right. as you try to make each one primary and then right. realize that you're missing something right. and I got to go to the next yeah. one. Yeah. Instead, you can view them all in harmony. Yep. All the pieces fit together yeah. and we can have what Frame calls cognitive rest. Yeah. We can, we don't know everything that it means to be human, uh-huh. but we know enough to rest in that and then we can now go and explore the psyche and we can explore the emotions we can explore the will we can then we can really determine okay now what does it mean to be human in this scenario and in that scenario and if i'm thinking these thoughts so because we've got our our framework we've got our it's good yeah we've got our um we've got our our definition yeah we got some we got some biblical hooks to hang things on that's good okay so uh one last thing before we before we end here there there's something we need to deal with and that is um, you know, are we are we um, defining humanity based on our capacities, which is a problem? Mm. Because if you do that, then what happens when you can't exhibit one of these capacities? Mm-hmm. What if someone's a sociopath, right? Where, and it, let's say you can be born that way. Let, let's say someone is, and you don't have this proper, you don't have the proper affections or the capacity for affections. Mm-hmm. Or let's say you're, uh, um, is it Peter Singer who always talks about the anacephalic? You heard that? Uh, Someone born with like, yeah. it's like, like your your head. It's not not quite a brain, right? There's yeah. like a outside. Out of a would mean like I don't have a head. Yeah, but it means like you don't have a brain. I think. Okay. Um, so like, are they an image bearer of God, or are they just like like what's going on there? And so, an important thing for Christians to note is that we take more of a substance <clears throat> a substance view rather than a capacities view. What you are, not what you can do. Right. Um. How do we know? Well, sometimes 
Okay, so we know because of God's revelation. He's revealed it to us, mm -hmm. right? We're not self-defining. We don't define ourselves. We don't interpret ourselves, right. right? We don't create ourselves. We don't just love ourselves and turn in on ourselves mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, like an ingrown hair or something. Um, but we are, we are as substance, we are image bearers of God. Mm -hmm. We have the potential to be sub-creators and uh, reinterpreters and emulative lovers. We don't do these things perfectly, right? Mm -hmm. And the, mm -hmm. the the fallen man, me before, like Christ got to me, I was a self-interpreter. I was a self-creator. I was a self-lover, mm -hmm. right? I still imaged God. At least we we tried to. Right. Yeah. Right. Because we and were suppressing the truth. But, and that's God. what makes sin so bad, dude. Mm -hmm. Because I'm imaging God saying that God is like this. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, it's right. crazy to right. think about, right? right. So I want to acknowledge the fact <clears> that, yes, it is not um, in what you do because you mm -hmm. can still couch that in that way. It's our substance, man. It's who we are. It's who he's made us to do. Mm -hmm. Well, how do we know that? Because we have his revelation, he's told us. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's right. That's right. So just to make that abundantly clear, hmm. we've talked about we've talked about these different capacities or faculties. faculties the mind, or, the yeah. emotions, or the, the affections, you might say, yeah. and the will. Well, those are those are very bound up with things that I do. Mm -hmm. I think, you know. Therefore I, you are. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, I think, I do, I love. Yeah. Well, if I can't do one of those things, that doesn't mean that I'm not human. Right. If one of those faculties is impaired. If you're in a coma. Right. Right. You're still an image bearer of God. Yes. Because, because of the stuff that I am is human stuff. Right. And, right. And I know that it's human stuff because, I'm, I'm sorry, I know that human stuff is always human, even if it doesn't have those fully functioning capacities because the Bible tells me so. Because I can go back to Genesis 127, in the image of God, he created them. And, yeah, and ontologically, and this is what I was saying before we started recording, ontologically, I come from that line of right. beings yeah. that I trace it back to Adam and Eve, which yeah. by the way, is why a historic and historic Adam and Eve is so important. Yeah, I agree. Because they're the ones about whom it was said, mm. you are made in the image of God. Right. Each human being, does, it's not announced when they're born. Image of God. Right. We know that we are descended from yeah, Adam and Eve. Yeah, we trace back to our progenitors, which yes. if I can use that word in every podcast, I will. I love that word. Yeah, you could definitely use that. Use it already a couple times. Yeah, don't mispronounce it. I think I have before. Well. Okay, so um, so again, we're talking about, we we have sought to flesh out what it means to be mm -hmm. image bearers of God. And we've done it from kind of a, uh, a who is man. Mm -hmm. Right, rather than like a what is man. Yeah. What is man is more the substance, and uh, I I would say that we're a psychosemantic unity, right? Yeah. Well, we Body also talked about we talked about who we talked about what we talked about why. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Who, what, what is normative? We'll flesh this out after yeah, we get off okay. camera. All right. Thank you for listening to Sons of Thunder. Yeah. This is the show that gets you thinking about some of the most challenging questions out there. Yeah. Approaches it from a biblical perspective and utterly smashes your pre-existing paradigms <laughs> um, and uh, keeps you up at night thinking about all this stuff. We yeah. Connect with Parker and me on social media. Figure it out. We're not going to tell you. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> we're we're like five episodes in and we're like sick of We're tired of all that stuff. We don't have any taglines. I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to put uh, we, theme music. You put a this. thunderbolt. You should put it. I'll, put, I'll just. It's just going to be a thunderbolt. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. We got All right. It, yeah. So until next time, uh, we hope that it uh, triperspectively defines your humanity. <laughs>
We hope that it. Come on, man. I don't. I got nothing on this one. We hope that it uh, that it in, inflamed you. That it. Uh, we hope that it split your tree trunk. <laughs> I was trying to go try perspect that a little bit. <laughs> it, 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 Into it, three. Yeah, that's good. Thank <laughs> you.